Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Simple Theology Podcast, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life by examining various aspects of the Christian faith. I'm Robert Kane, and I'm the only one doing this intro because we had a very special guest join us on the episode this week, and normally we do the episode intros after the episode so we can tell you what you're going to listen to. Uh, but we were so excited about afterward that we uh, we just forgot to do the intro. So here I am. We are going to be talking um, about Philippians again. So last week we kind of did a little bit of an overview, and this week we're going to be looking at verses 3 through 11 in the first chapter. So we're going to pull some key insights, and you'll get some banter along the way. Buddy. I'm doing really well, actually. Um, I'm enjoying the setting we got going on here. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? Good. How's work? Good. I got sunburnt. Working outside. Oh wow, you really got sunburnt. There's another guy who had like big cutoffs, and he was—he's a lobster. It's a—it's like first 81 degree day of the year here in Ohio. Yeah, that's awesome. And Which literally uh, less than a week ago, we got three inches of snow. Correct. In the same part of the state, so, yeah. mind you. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, just we're framing today. So there's a there's a restaurant out in Bexley that we're working on, and I won't say I the name of Bexley. it, but supposedly it's like a it's like a high, high-end steakhouse in Columbus. Oh, dang. You would never know it by looking at it. Really? Not at all. Because of how shoddy the work is that you guys are doing? Well, that's part of it. No, just by, it's old and like dingy, run down. It does not look nice, but apparently it's like premier steaks is it on the up and up is that what you guys are doing like a little run out it's been there for a long time we're just adding a patio uh patio like awning oh dang so yeah fair enough that's that was my day fair enough good deal um how you doing rob doing all right busy day yeah what's up good day talk to me about that i mean just work family finley's been particularly difficult today Mm. which is no surprise it's becoming more of a normal day because she misses her dad so much uh, I don't think that's it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think, think it's just it. her being three years old. <laughs> she wants to see her dad up more <clears throat> often. Literally, she's well, literally today. Acting out. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. She, she was <laughs> having such a tough time that I was like, the thought of demon possession came across my mind. <laughs> like, I don't know what's happening here. One moment she's great. <laughs> Rick's losing it. Every. <laughs> this is, if you listen this to this. This is posterity. She, I mean. <laughs> This is how difficult, Finley, years uh, later, if you're listening to this, this is how difficult you were at this age. <laughs> and we love you so much. You in possession. You were so difficult. If you were a Catholic, would you would you call a priest in or would you like just wait and see what happens? No, okay. no. But I did find out the other day that Catholics actually have people who have the job title of exorcist. Mm-hmm. They make their a, job. I think they make a, like, show, a show about it, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I thought it was like, call the priest in. But there's like somebody like, no, 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 don't call the priest. You got to call the exorcist. I'm like, yeah. oh, dang. <laughs> like, what a, Where do I get that number? Dude, 40 hours a week of exorcisms. <laughs> like, I think it's one of those things where like you you do your time. Like it's, you get paid well. And so you like go in maybe periodically, like once a month or twice a month. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Anyways, anyway, um, we are joined. It's anyway, by the way. I learned this a couple okay. months ago. Anyway. Anyways. Not if you're in the Midwest. Oh, oh who's that? Is. Who's that guy? Rob, so, okay. Throw an introduction out. Okay, so we have Luke, 
Davis Hi, with us here. Hi, Luke. Luke's Welcome. the man. He is Glad basically, um, aside from God's grace, but Luke is part of that, but he's one of the reasons why I have not burnt out yet when it comes <laughs> to the church. Right. So Luke's been a huge gift to me, a huge gift to Citizens Church. Um, and you came in Stevie's today awesome. to say that you're moving, right? You guys are heading <laughs> yeah. out to a different church. That's right. I city. came in to ask if I could be released from membership. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, this conversation the response is what this episode <laughs> okay let's let's dig <laughs> into this do it live <laughs> exactly um no uh so we do have luke hanging out with us and luke real quick say who you are wife baby yeah my name's luke i'm married to stevie she we got married about a year and a half ago we just had our first baby her name is arizona and she is beautiful and amazing so that was uh, beginning so you, of January. You guys are raising Arizona. We are, and I didn't know that was a thing that movie because I'm not in my fifties, <laughs> right? You know, so, <laughs> like you, Rob. I, mean, I, I haven't seen it, but I heard you talk about it. We the thought other day. it was the most original name in history, and it's still a pretty original. It's name. It's pretty original, yeah. yeah. But uh, apparently, it's not that original. So yeah. either way, there you go. So uh, yeah, that's been amazing. Getting used to being parents. Um, I currently work in the marketplace. I used to work for a church to lead a ministry for a pretty large church here in the city and um, went back into the marketplace, found Rob in Citizens Church, and that's where we call home nowadays. So how, how'd you guys meet, you and Rob? I was looking for a job. So like many in the uh, pandemic, yeah, right. I was looking for a job. Yeah, I decided to step away from my role in my old position uh, a week before the lockdowns happened what in a the time. pandemic. That's right. So that was amazing timing. <laughs> Such good timing. I just said it has to be God because mm. you can't make that stuff up. Uh, but I was talking to Rob about a job because he's a recruiter. And okay. uh, yeah. we talked very little about said job. We started talking about Jesus and the church and what he was doing and decided we got, grab coffee. Yeah. Before you know it, now I'm here. What did, up? Did he find you a job? No. Did I found not. a job on my own. No. You but better, he, he you better find off. a church. He's a big better boy. off, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> all those who are listening who are using jobs, <laughs> Rob's company to find jobs? Exactly. <laughs> He's telling you to grow up. Yeah. That's it. That's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> no, so you talk about names and not realizing things with movies. So it was probably, I don't know, three months ago where like I had a glass shattering moment, which I think I've, I may have already talked about on the podcast, but someone said, gotta ask you, um, it was actually Jonathan, Jonathan Fagan, um, okay. who went out to uh, get breakfast. And he's like, so did you choose the name Citizens Church because your last name's Kane, Citizen Kane? <laughs> and I was like, oh my word, <laughs> no, <laughs> I did not at all. Just I making never... this connection. Right this then. is like, it was just a moment where I'm like, please, let's change the name of the church right now. <laughs> because I was, I don't know. It was just a moment where... What were you going to change it to? Um, wasn't actually thinking oh, okay. too deeply about changing it, but it was a moment where I wish I would have named named it something else. No, I don't, I, I don't keep I up like with it. this stuff. I Thanks. have seen Raising Arizona. Citizen Kane is like an old movie. I don't know if I've seen that one either. So I haven't seen it, yeah. but it's arguably... Like it's consistently in the top three movies ever made. But it's well, like that's a, a lie. Way back. The Batman according, trilogy. According Come to yeah, that, <laughs> dude, Christopher Nolan is one, my, two, my dude. Right there that's for right. you. It can't be in the top three. <laughs> but yeah, like it's usually like it right The Godfather and Citizen Kane that tend to be one and two. But I've never seen it. You guys want to take a guess on when this movie was released? 
1962. 1920s? Oh, I'm way off. Well, you don't know he's right. So. Well, I'm just... Big difference, 1941. Wait, who's actually out? closer there? You said uh, 20s, that's not I said. Yeah. Well, I said, you could say 20, and you said 62. It's literally 21 different, 21 years either way. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, you're, no I'm with you. Ty goes to the guest. I do math. I was, I was thinking... <laughs> And let me show it. <laughs> let me prove. It has a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's such a lie. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. No one in their right mind enjoys a movie from the 1940s. I've never seen it. I would like to I see it. I enjoy a lot of movies. Rick loves from old the... movies. Do you really? I really do. Yeah. Okay. I'm like leaving. Charlie Chaplin stuff? No, that's, that's really old and racist. So, so this Charlie Chaplin, that is. So this isn't Fair. 1940s, but how many times have you watched um, Last of the Mohicans? Oh, I love Last oh. of the Mohicans. A lot. Like double digits? Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Okay. I mean, you only have to watch it 11 times. <laughs> well, 10 times is double digits, <laughs> Well, too. I mean, like, to get it, yeah. I don't do math. But, yeah, I've seen it. It came out I do math. in 90, I think, or 92. Okay, so it's not that old. No, Dane Lewis no, and, that's um, a classic. Yeah. I haven't read the book, though. It's James Fenmore Cooper. People say it's a really yeah. slow book. I What's the Christmas movie that you love so much? Well, there's lots of Christmas movies. Well, of course, but... It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, that's classic. the one. That and is yeah. a classic. White people Christmas. Really White one. Christmas is amazing. I'm not crazy about it. It's a Wonderful Life. Like, it, it's nostalgic. See, people so say that, like that but, but here's the point with that. And and I'll, I will defend it till, till I need to stop defending it. But the point is, this story really is about... Um, not to use too strong of language, but, like, he, got, he George Bailey goes from, like, blind to be able to... Like, to having sight. Mm-hmm. Like, he's kind of you dead a, to what's around him. doing a sermon series on this? It's called yeah. a redemption arc. And it's what in he every said. other movie in all of history. Right, but they capture it really well. That's valid. Now, the point, when he, when he comes back in after being, like, dead, but not dead, he, like, he sees his kids and his wife, it's a powerful movie. So the funny thing is, is I have uh, a friend who's from, grew up in China, and he said that Chinese movies do not have that redemption arc. They end... Typically on a sad note, hmm. and he had us watch one of the movies, and he's like, "It's because they don't have a Christian heritage." It's like in the West we have a Christian heritage, so we long for and we recognize that we the long for that redemption story. aspect, and yeah. so those kind of stories sell. And Hollywood yeah. knows how to make money, and so so you'll find that a lot of movies that come out of the West have that redemption arc. Fascinating. But so not you're China. not going to name rename the church. That's the point. No, I'm not. Not at this point. So, um, speaking Luke, of stories, what? Okay, go ahead. I was going to make the transition, but you go ahead and ask. What do you got transition to? Well, to the topic of Philippians, oh. but we can we can wait a little bit. Listeners love the banter. Keep going. Yeah, <laughs> people who, who doesn't love this, uh, Luke. What? Are, how do you help serve in the church? Rob was commenting that how you're just a, a big blessing. Uh, yeah, and how doesn't he? In a church plant, there's not really any official. Capacity yeah, you probably right don't now. have like a title or you're not on the payroll. No, I mean, I'm title in my own mind, you know. Right. Titles. And a payroll right. coming, like the back yeah. pay will come. Like, I'm assuming. <laughs> prorate that. Like, I'm not just volunteering my time here. <laughs> <You know? That's> right. <laughs> that would be absurd. No. Better check your email later. Yeah, right. Um, let's see. What uh, I, I help with music, <clears throat> which is not my, excuse me, not my, my uh, maybe sweet spot, but it's it's a need. And I can kind of play a few chords, so you can play that chords. works. And then um, we just worked on some admin stuff to to uh, schedule volunteers and take some off of Rob's plate throughout the week. Um, and right now we're fleshing out um, 
some ways that our church can be more theologically rich. Yeah. Cool. Rob is calling them Bible studies, but I want to call them something different. I'm excited to hear that. I'm fine with calling them something different. What do you want to call it? Can, can we if, break if, the news? So here's here, well, There's not news. I have a lot of ideas. So here's the thing. Luke comes from a background, church background, where they were very creative. Like very creative. Very, very good at that. Very good. Yes. I am not good at that. Yeah, I'm <laughs> so not, I'm like, yeah. let's call it Bible study. <laughs> and so when Luke says that, I'm like, sweet. As long as it's not cheesy, like, sweet. Like, I'm just. Give us an example of cheesy, Rob. Yeah, please. <sighs> Great. I should have thought of a cheesy example. Um, I'm trying to think. Ooh, here's and, one. And if you, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I think this one's cheesy, but it might not be. Dig groups. That, oh, that, like digging yes. into the word. Yep. Dig groups. That was yeah. the idea you it's ran past me a couple weeks ago. Mm, no, you said, let's do or have dig groups. And I said, Rob, I don't think. <laughs> and so I'm glad you went back to Bible study. <laughs> but Conversation never happened. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say like something that was cheesy that, that you that were going to be like. I was trying to think because, I don't know, it was probably yes. six months ago, if not longer. You sent out a list. And of names, I, yeah. I remember oh. it, we had like a group chat going. I remember thinking, well, a couple, one or two of them were, were cheesy, but I couldn't remember which ones. And then as soon as you said I think dig, dig, I remember group that was, was one on of them. that list because it was a, there's it another was. church um, out in Colorado who does them that way. I think I know what church you're talking about, and they're solid. But yeah, yeah, X twenty nine, I think. Are they? Yeah. Okay. If we're talking about the same church. Cool. Well, I agree with Rob. I am. Um, we often lament or celebrate the fact that we are not creative. So the fact that we're like zero creativity. What's what? hilarious is like I'm really not that creative. But you've been around creative people. Well, and like like f- when I come from this background, right? Yeah. In that scenario, in that context, I am the Least. the rigid one, yeah. right? Like the non-creative one. Uh-huh. In this context, I right. feel like I'm the one playing. <laughs> He's like, the cool guy. Looks like can we put <laughs> some paint Ooh, on I'm the wall? Skinny jeans. <laughs> like okay. <laughs> I thought you had in your statement of faith that you guys. You don't do that. Well, yeah, it's Article slim, 19. They're slim fit. <laughs> slim fit. Yeah. Okay. Not slim fit flies. Them bad little slim boys, are, yeah. they can't and be I'm painted skinny, on. I'm neither skinny, trust me. <laughs> they're slim nor fit. Um, anyway, yeah, I'm not creative. That's a blessing that you can help encourage the church in that way. Use it's been those fun. giftings. Yeah. It's Speaking of encouraging the church, wow. this is round two. One more two. question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Well, we were talking about Luke's creativity. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we're going to uh, jump back into Philippians. Um, Rob's going to read for us verses 3 through 11, and then we're just going to kind of walk through it conversation style. Okay, sweet. Here we go. Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 through 11. You're reading in the, the authorized. The authorized CSB, of course. Yeah, <laughs> Luke's favorite version. I have the ESV. Should I leave? No. Yeah. Okay. We, we're, we welcome the lesser, the weaker side of things. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I tried to, I tried to say what verse it was. I don't know what it is. But anyways, here we go. I give thanks to my God for every remembrance of you. Always praying with joy for all of you in my every prayer. Because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. I am sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Indeed, it is right for me to think this way about all of you because I have you in my heart, and you are all partners with me in grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness, how deeply I miss all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And I pray this, that your love will keep on growing 
in knowledge and every kind of discernment, so that you may approve the things that are superior and may be pure and blameless in the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. That was awesome on Sunday with Lauren. It was. It was. <laughs> <stood> there, right? <laughs> what happened? I love Lauren. We can talk about her. I think she'd be okay with Lauren's that. like arguably the sweetest person yeah. in our entire congregation. Yeah, she's awesome. And she did the reading for us. Yeah. And when she was done reading, she just stood up there and smiled. And as I walked up, she just kept smiling. <laughs> no, but she's looking at her fiance and I was sitting behind his fian- her fiance and she looked at him and looked at me and looked at him and we were both mouthing the words this is the word of the Lord. And she was like trying to do it with us, but she couldn't figure it out. And she's like, I know I'm supposed to say something, but I don't know what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> it was great. Hey, it was it great. Was. It was awesome. That's how I feel most Sundays when I'm in front of people. I know there's something I should be saying, but I'm not sure what it is. <laughs> right. It was awesome. Okay. So why don't we start from the front there, verse three, um, or you could say verses three and four, whatever, however you want to break this up. Um, Rick, you guys are going through this. Mm-hmm. So what were, yeah. and, and you didn't preach this passage. I did not. So no. we were not, we're not graced with Jimmy's presence. We settled for Luke. Yes. So <laughs> I'm sure it is a settlement. Stop. So what were some, what were some things that, um, that Jimmy hit on and some things that you want to touch on in these early verses? Yeah. So just in this passage, we see Paul just giving thanks for the church, right, in Philippi. And we know that, as, as we talked about last week, um, this was a church that Paul and Timothy helped to plant. Yeah. We see that picture, a picture of that in Acts 16. This was the first church plant in Europe. Um, so Paul was very close relationally with these people. And there was a young man or a man we know, Epaphroditus, who... Um, went from Philippi, brought a financial gift to Paul, we think in prison in Rome, and we cover that later in Philippians. Um, but Paul's writing just to thank them for their partnership in ministry and how he just loves them, he prays for them, um, and how he, he cares for them. So uh, 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 begins this whole letter addressing just how the 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 graciousness of this church to sacrifice for him, not just once, we think it's multiple times, send another brother who we, appears got sick, rest his life, um, and Paul's writing to encourage them again, say, I'm remembering you, I haven't forgotten you. Um, and then in verse 6, it kind of is the pinnacle of this little, it says, listen, I, I'm sure that this, that he who started could work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. So, Paul has his ministry partners, people who are who are willing to say, "Hey, we're going to link arms together for the mess for the gospel, for the for the message, the good news of Christ." Um, and so, as believers within our local church, like we need to be committed to that. People who are willing to partner, not just to put on VBS or to you know mm-hmm. do other good things, but who are really committed and partnering for the gospel. And that requires one that we know the gospel, we know what it means, and that we truly believe the gospel. Um, so Paul, as he's thanking them and he's writing them, he's he's addressing like we're in unity with what we believe, where we're at with these things. Um, and then he hits this pinnacle of like, I'm, there's a lot of noise in here. Yeah, the AC just kicked on. <clears throat> we're actually at an airport. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Keep talking. This is a private jet, actually. Um, <laughs> 
that cis church SBC money is. Well, that feels good. Anyway, while Rob's doing the air, um, so there's this, this partnership, this connection. Um, it's good. Another thing for us as believers, when we reflect on our, our relationships within the church, with even with other brothers and sisters, is there an amount of joy that comes with that? Um, do your relationships with other Christians bring you joy? Are they life-giving? Yeah, verse 4, they're always praying with joy mm-hmm. for all of you. The I- irony is Paul, as we know, Paul's writing from a prison. He's joyful. He's excited. He's in prison, right? So this, like, we read these things, but they don't make sense when you start thinking about your own life. Like, mm-hmm. imagine being hauled off to prison tonight. Yeah. And, you know, you're there. They say, well, it's probably going to be about, about 10 years, and then we'll let you out. And being in there and being joyful and thankful for other ministry partners. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. <clears throat> Luke, what do you want to add to that as you're looking at it? That's any, good. any of that part, not just the first couple <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. I think the perspective, understanding, I think we hear it preached a lot that Paul's in prison when he's writing this, right? Um, But when you start to see the language he's using, right, he says, it's right for me to feel this way. Um, He says that he yearns for them. And just the way that he's praying for the church, for this church in Philippi, his thoughts are not on his circumstance. They're not on his context of what he's going through at the moment. He is so focused on the church in Philippi and the people there, yeah. which is incredibly convicting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I can barely get through my day thinking about another person, let alone, let alone like being in prison, right? I'm, yeah. I'm sitting in my nice apartment in suburban United States and mm-hmm. can't think about other people. So it's, it's convicting. Um the other thing I, I thought as you were talking, Rick, is verse 6, obviously, uh, is is a big one, right? I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you uh, will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. I don't know that I've used another verse more in encouraging people or in, in ministry, yep. uh, whether it be with low income and those experiencing homelessness or people walking through like this verse is, is so helpful for a lot of reasons that we could probably get into, but I don't know that I've used another verse more in encouraging someone. Definitely one of the, the go-tos. Hey guys, today's episode is brought to you by Life Journal. Life Journal is a 90-day planner and journal to help you organize your day, accomplish your goals, and grow in your faith. And the thing that I love about Life Journal is that, as you guys know, I also work full-time outside of the church. So this journal is put together really well, very sturdy, and it looks really sharp. So I can walk into any business meeting with this journal and feel good about opening up and taking notes. And then in addition to that, it also is able to gear your day toward keeping the gospel at the forefront of your mind. It's got a section each day, what I'm thankful for, uh, what scripture did I read, what did I learn here, what was new, how will I use this today, and then it has a gospel connection. How did this reveal the gospel or point myself or others to Christ. So it's not only a productivity journal, it's got your top three, it's got a spot for notes, it's got a spot to track your five foundations and daily goals, but it also brings it all back to the most important thing, the gospel. So we heartily endorse the gospel 
Gospel-Focused Life Journal. And if you want to learn more, go over to gospelfocused.com. Again, that's gospelfocused.com. Rob, your thoughts? No, I, I, I appreciate thoughts. Yeah, everything that you guys have said with regard to him being joyful despite his circumstances. I feel like it's so easy for, for myself just to, to get... Because I think about if I were to go to prison, like that example that you gave, if mm-hmm. I were to go to prison mm-hmm. and be told, like, hey, 10 years you're going to be here. Mm. Like, bro, I'd, I'd be so miserable thinking yeah. the, the moments I'm going to miss with my kids, like the moments that I'm going to miss with my wife. Um, I, I mean, it would be... It would have to be a supernatural work of God for mm-hmm. me to be to be joyful in that moment. So praise God that Paul here, despite his circumstances, and Philippians talks about, I think it's Philippians 4, how he has much and he has little and he knows how to be yeah, content in all situations. And Luke, what you were saying about <clears throat> um, him just viewing others highly. We see that Philippians 2, 3, can consider yourself, um, or what does it say here? Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, just a mentality there of um, like, hey, like this is the church, and yeah. Paul's mission was to further the gospel. And the Pillar New, Com- Pillar New Testament commentary says that fellowship that Paul had the church was only in an intermediate sense. The ultimate contribution they made was to the spread of the gospel itself. Mm. And so Paul seeing the gospel going forward is bringing him this joy. And you see it in verse six, I'm sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to the completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Like that gospel is going to continue to go forward and it's going to continue to work in each individual's life until Christ Jesus returns. So praise God. Yeah. Well, thanks. And Jimmy, Jimmy is a really good preacher. He did a, uh, just a phenomenal job with this on Sunday, this text. But he was talking about how this church is just like, hey, we're going to be faithful, and we're just going to give to the ministry of Paul. Um, we feel like that's what the Lord has us to do. Let's just do that. And so they weren't, I mean, they made sacrifice and all those things, but they weren't expecting that Paul was then going to send them a letter that would then become Scripture. Hmm. I mean, we'd say it was Scripture, but be put in the canon in that churches for, for generations all over the globe for centuries would read. Hmm. You know, they're just being faithful yeah. to what the Lord has called them to yeah. do. And yeah. there is the same calling on us, not to necessarily give financially to Paul, because Paul's dead, right? But to be faithful to what Christ has called us to. And it's it's not up to us to expect great things, but simply to be faithful and let the Lord do what he's going to do. And it's, it's really a good picture. I mean, he's not rebuking them mm. in a way that he maybe rebukes some other churches. Rebuke might be a, yeah, it might be a strong word, but <laughs> it's probably fitting in some cases. But mm-hmm. this is a letter of encouragement, yeah, right? And he truly sees the church in Philippi as partners. And so he's encouraging them. He's doing some teaching. Like I was thinking as you were talking, Rob, um, this is this passage we're looking at is almost an introduction, an introductory prayer, if you will. In the second half of chapter one, he really gets into what it looks like for the church as a body to live this out, yeah. right? And, yeah. and live out the things that he's praying for them now at the first half of chapter one. Yep. Um, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, and, and something else to notice just in verse three there is that he kind of, he, he does his introduction there, first couple of verses, but then as he dives in a little bit more into his introduction, so to speak, in verse three, he, he mentions it, the remembrance. Mm-hmm. And just the practice of remembering mm-hmm. is so integral with the Christian faith. I mean, mm-hmm. we take the Lord's Supper in remembrance. Yeah. We see in the Old Testament, 
God telling them to build, um, to stack some stones, to remember what he had done for them. He gives us the rainbow so that we can remember Mm -hmm. the covenant. And, And so like this idea of consistently remembering is, um, is one that is, is healthy. And Paul here, it, in his remembrance, it spurs on gratitude. And so not yeah. only remembering these people, but then he gets to thank God for what he has done with these people. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so verses from there, um, 7 through, I don't know, 11, I suppose. <laughs> um, w- what would you want to throw out in there? Um, so we've kind of gone. Over. I don't want to add to it. It speaks for itself. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that. Um, so verses three through six, we kind of we've added some stuff there. Not added, Rick. I know where you're going there. Um, <laughs> Your words, been, words that's matter. True. That's true. Words do matter. But we've been able to give a little bit of insight. Mm-hmm. Been able to share some some thoughts there. What about the rest of this passage? Yeah, I think Paul then talks about some. You know, it's it's right, my right. It's right for me to think this way about you. His affections for them, um, but then. And verse 8 picks up, For God is my witness how deeply I miss all of you with all affection of Christ Jesus, and I pray this. So they start to pray in verse 9, yeah. that your love will keep on growing in, the, in knowledge and every kind of discernment, so that you may approve the things that are superior and may be pure and blameless in the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. So in this prayer beginning in verse 9, we kind of see this building out, and it all kind of climaxes with the point of it's for the glory of Christ and the praise mm-hmm. of God. And how yeah. do we know, like, how do we know why it's building, right? Lots of so that's, lots mm-hmm. of so's mm-hmm. when we're reading scripture. Yep. You see so that, so uh, that, those, that's a, that, those are building phrases, mm-hmm. and so he's building an argument out um, one by one, if you well, will. Um, one of my mentors He's, he said that we need to be, as Christians, we need to pray more so that prayers. Mm. Lord, help me That's be a better good. husband so that, mm-hmm. fill in the blank, help me so that people can see what it looks like to have a healthy relationship with wife and, and children. Help, Lord, help me to be a faithful church member so that, and it's like whatever you're asking for, um, there's there's reasons behind it and something that's healthy for us is just to be able to add that those two words, so that, to our prayers because there's a reason, as Luke, you pointed yeah. out, it's ultimately to the culmination, or maybe it was Rick, to the glory and praise of God. Mm-hmm. And that that verse there, verse nine, um, I've I've really appreciated just in in recent years, in that us growing in the knowledge of who God is mm-hmm. grants us discernment, mm-hmm. so that we may approve the things that are superior, so that we may be pure, we may be blameless. And we may be filled with the fruit of righteousness. I mean, these as we grow in our knowledge of God, it should have an effect, not just so yeah. that we can walk around. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting too. Like Paul never separates these ideas of love with knowledge and discernment. Yeah, and never yep. is probably a, a bad way to phrase it. But you see it all the time, right? Paul doesn't just say, "Hey, go love." Like love with knowledge and discernment. For him, these ideas are not separate, mm-hmm. right? And I'll, oftentimes we are splitting them. Yeah. And he doesn't see them as two parts to a whole. They're the same thing. Yep. And th- that's the grounds for proving what's excellent and being filled with righteousness and ultimately bringing glory and praise to God. I like how he he says what he says in verse 6, that, listen, God's going to finish what he began in you, which gives us great hope. But he then lays out some practical 
steps for that, mm-hmm. right? So it's not like, hey, just trust the Lord. He's going to work it all out. Like, yes, that's true. But then there's expectations that, that we're going to grow in our knowledge. We're going to grow in our discernment so that we can approve what is superior and so that we may be pure and blameless in the day of Christ so that we can be filled with the fruits of righteousness so that we can give glory to Christ. So it's not just a, hey, this is a bad situation. God's going to use it for good. God's going to redeem you. Enjoy that. Like, that is worthy of enjoying, but it doesn't stop there. Yeah, it's not no. like, well, okay, well, phew, that's good. Let's just chill. Yeah. God's, you know, there's a there's a striving. And then the striving is, if you guys have, as you guys have said, it's not for our own sake. It's not so that we can even, I feel good. Like, I feel like I'm really just crushing it as a Christian. Mm-hmm. It's for God's glory. And as we see the, the just culture shifting, different things shifting around us, we need to know that uh, growing in the knowledge and, and wisdom in Christ and discernment, those are going to be things that are very different than the world. Yeah. So, so Verse 10, so that you may approve the things that are superior and may be pure and blameless. So you're going to be discerning and making decisions uh, and, and living a life that the world will look, the world, your neighbors, people, coworkers, it won't make sense to them. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's going to seem foreign, silly. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, and this and this growing aspect, um, it, Paul says almost the same thing in uh, Colossians 1, 9 through 11, where he says, for this reason also, since the day we heard this, we haven't stopped praying for you. So there's that, mm-hmm. he begins a prayer again. We are asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, so that... You may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience. And so we, we see like this parallel, I pray, praying, abound in knowledge, growing in knowledge of God, in all discernment, and then Colossians says, in wisdom and understanding, being filled so that you may be filled, fruit of righteousness, bearing fruit, glory and praise of God, power of his glory. A good work, every good work. Like there's a a parallel going on in, in each passage that just shows that Paul's consistently on the matter of, of Christian growth. Yeah. Like, hey, you're not just saved by the gospel and then on cruise control. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you should continue to be pursuing your savior. I, I've said this before on the podcast, but say be, it again, Rob. I'll say it again. Say it one more time. Um, thanks I wasn't for giving there, me permission. So could you say it again for me? Yeah, absolutely. I don't listen to the podcast. That's right. <laughs> Um, Neither does Rob or I. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I've said, like, it it would be very strange if on our wedding day when Danielle and I uh, entered into that covenant of marriage, man and wife, if I said, okay, great, we're married, I no longer need to pursue this girl, like, uh, yeah. it's done, cool, I can just relax. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be a, a terrible marriage. Yep. That's very true. And yep. none of those things are mutually exclusive. That's, that's, hmm. that's so important, I think, right? Yeah. Paul doesn't separate love or discernment or wisdom or knowledge because if you're pursuing one correctly, the others are, are a part of that pursuit. We can't split them up, and I think a lot of times we split them up. Yeah. Um, I have a question. Yes. Can I ask you guys a question? A rhetorical Bible study question? Uh, who? Hopefully well, we rhetorical, have the answer. Then we don't want to answer it. <laughs> uh, a rhetorical, uh, yeah. The answer is Jesus. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, how do how do you how do you know that a promise like Philippians one six is for us? Right. Mm-hmm. It's written to the church at Philippi, mm-hmm. and so there's sometimes, and I ask this because I have asked this before. There's sometimes where I read something in Scripture and I and I go, oh, that's a little weird. And I go to the commentary, and the commentary says, 
this is for that church, right? It yep. was written in this context. Yep. So why on something like this do I not apply the same logic? So, great question. Where it says, um, I'm sure this, that he started a good work in you. You just scratch out you and you put your name in there. That's what they told us at youth camp, I think. And then you know, hey, this is for me. Okay. Well, that's good. Good okay. answer. Good so answer. We're changing Family. the word of God. That's Family a good answer. You're, you're modifying. <laughs> exactly. Um, I will just. Per usual, I'll just say something quickly, and then Rob can, with his wisdom and his, uh, his degrees, sure can answer. With but love and discernment. Remember, they go together. This whole thing. I would say, um, we know the New Testament letters written to the church um, are generally for all the churches, because almost all these letters were circulated to multiple churches. Mm-hmm. And so it's for all believers uh, for all time until Christ returns. Compare that to, like, Jeremiah 2911, uh, or the, what's, the, what's the passage where... Um, if he, if my people will turn oh, their sins and fall um, after me, the one about America, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like Second Chronicles seven fourteen yeah. or first, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which, which, like the one about America, love that's pretty yes, much that's, if, uh, that's how it's used, man. It is. So that's the point. Like that passage was written to the nation state of Israel, yeah, what? right. Yeah, I know, right. Check it out. Um, in a different covenant, <laughs> yeah, S- several thousand miles away, several thousand years ago. Yeah. Um, so. Not that the, the mileage or the, the time changes it, but we know that was written to the nation of Israel in the Old Covenant. Now, we know as a, as a people, sure, if more people follow Jesus, there will be, um, I don't say residual, but there will just be more common blessings. It doesn't mean it's not useful, right? Yeah. Right. Just like, because yeah. it, was, All it was not written. But it's not a promise. That's right. It's yeah, not okay. a promise. Yeah. yeah. Rob? I don't, I don't have a lot to add to that. Don't on that. Um, Luke, you said you've thought through it. I have, so, a little bit. And I... I actually have have not thought through the idea that these letters were circulated, which is mm-hmm. that's a, that's a good point. Um, I I think something that a promise that's true to the church is true to the uni- universal church, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Is yeah. a, a good principle, mm-hmm. right? And so if if this is true of the church at Philippi, under the new covenant after Christ has risen, yeah, right, then it's true of me as a believer today because the church of Philippi is. Capital C yeah. Church, and I am mm-hmm. part of Capital C Church, mm-hmm. Universal Church. Mm-hmm. So I think I can take hold of this, right? Yeah. Um, but it is—it's an interesting question that I, I encountered yeah. as no, I that's first a really was studying the scriptures as a, a that's unbeliever. A, that's a verse that people will throw out. Yeah, for and sure. I would say that's like right. it's a coffee cup verse. We, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But even as as we use it a lot, this is for believers. This is not for unbelievers. Of course. Yep. Uh, be mindful of that and. Um, you guys, if you change your church name from Citizens Church, you could go to Capital C Church. Ooh. Because you live in <laughs> Capital, Capital Columbus. C. Capital C the Church. Capital C Church. Do a little play on words. Probably there. not going like to do that. that. Okay. Do you like that idea? I, it was fine with me. Yeah. What if you're in a replant? Like, maybe Luke's going to go out in a few years and plant another church. You're going to call it Capital C Church? No, I'd call it. <laughs> I'd call it lowercase C Church, a part of the capital C Church, kind of like go. a subheading, like uh-huh. with the book. I guess so you okay. say lowercase okay. C Church, and then in little little yeah. letters it says a part of. I'm the sure capital that C domain is right. probably available. <laughs> you know, someone may have taken it, but it's an option. I think you might be able to find it, especially if you do like .net. Yes. Okay, so what else do we want to add there? I, I like what you guys talked about there with the. Um, Promises. I think mm-hmm. it's good just to be able to pull out like principles and practices, being able to identify which ones still apply. That that was very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of this passage, because we're already running eh, close to forty minutes, so 
in terms of this passage, we like to sometimes talk about head, heart, hands. So wow, I haven't heard that one in a long time. <laughs> we have we haven't shared that in a little bit. So <laughs> we like to talk about something we don't talk about very often. <laughs> yeah, we're we're all about learning here because the passage actually promotes it. Like principle, yes. like we're we're already for learning more about mm-hmm. God. We've already talked about that, but this yeah. unique passage even talks about that more. So like we recognize getting head knowledge is great. Mm-hmm. How should this passage affect our heart in terms of what we feel? Um, and then how should it affect our hands, so our, our practice? Rick, you want to take the, the heart? And then, Luke, you can dive in no, and fill in the blanks because I'm sure Rick to. will miss plenty. I'll leave a lot of scraps on the table for you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, we've just to summarize what we talked about. Like there's um, Paul is writing that we should be a thankful per- people. The church should be thankful. He's being thankful. Um, you see all through chapter 1 that Paul is modeling attitude. Hmm. So he's not saying be thankful. He's saying I am thankful because yeah. of the God's provision. It happens to be right now through you. Um, we as believers need to be thankful people. We need mm-hmm. to be a prayerful people. Um, and those both start with our, the attitude of the heart. Yeah. We can we can posture or we can um, go through a routine of being thank or like saying we're thankful, even though we don't feel like it. And I would actually encourage that yeah. because sometimes you don't. Um, you don't have to feel thankful or feel prayerful in order to act on those things, but you have an attitude of, man, I don't feel thankful, but God has given me so much, and start to list that, and tell people around you that you're thankful, and what you're thankful for. Yeah. Make Paul's specific, be specific, um, and tell them that you're praying for them, not like a weird, hey, I'm praying for you, but like, seriously pray for them, and then tell them that they're you're praying for them, and encourage them that way. Yeah, that's good. There's a lot of hands in that heart. He there was. was. To do hard. You can't. Yeah. You can't. You can't. Do I told it. you he'd mess it up. I so talk about leaving scraps on the table. Jeez. I left the whole rest of the passage <laughs> for you. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the first couple of things that came to mind, uh, just to echo Rick, right? Thankfulness, remembrance, as you talked about earlier, yeah. Um, yeah. and and the word that comes to mind that's probably overused a little bit, but just the idea of rhythms. Like, what kind mm-hmm. of rhythms do you have in your life that are going to usher you into these things because left on your own you're going to float downstream and and never even think about them right and so we are trying to go upstream here and uh you have to be intentional about that so what intentional rhythms do you have for remembering what Mm -hmm. god has done what intentional rhythms do you have for prayer like like rick is talking about um what community are you involved in right paul is the the uh, assumption here is that there's a community of believers. Paul yeah. isn't laying out the defense for a community. He's just talking about what the community of believers can be. Yeah, that's And good. so, like, are you a part of a community of believers, and are you fully engaged in that in that community? Mm-hmm. Um, the verse, verse 7, it says, It is right for me to feel this way about you all, because I hold you in my heart. For you are all part- partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in my defense and confirmation of the gospel. And so Paul is... is, is telling these people in Philippi, like, hey, you're partaking with me yeah. in this defense of the gospel because they're giving financially, mm-hmm. um, they're supporting him in prayer. And so the, I think the hands question would be, who are you partaking with? Yeah. Right? Who are you yeah. partaking um, with in grace in the defense of the gospel? In the defense of the gospel? And so, um, and how does that look for you? And, and put those rhythms in place. Yeah, that's really good. Anything else you want to add to this passage? I spell Philippians wrong every single time I write or type it. Yeah. Mm. Two L's. Yeah. I don't know. Every time it's different. 
So you just got to remember. never put the two Ps. Well, you just got to remember one, two. It starts off with one L, and there's two Ps. Just kind of like Mississippi. Progression. M-I-S-S-I-S. We're all spelling M-I-S-S-I-S. But that's all I had left, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Rick, anything else? I have often misspelled Philippians, yeah, but um, I have, I'm have i learning to spell it as I write it out every week for That's a good insight to share. Thanks yeah. for that. All right, guys. There's um, also a place in West Virginia called Philip... Uh, how do you pronounce it? Philippi? Nope. It's spelled the same way. Wow. But it's... Uh, Philippi? Philippi, West Virginia. Yeah. Nice. Really? Yeah. There's a, a church I used to be connected with there, and... Um, yeah, Philippi, West Virginia. And okay. they would correct you if you say, oh, you're from Philippi. No, Philippi. That's awesome. So, anyway. Thanks for having me on, guys. Dude, thanks for, Luke, thanks for being on. Thanks for being here. Appreciate Gang, if it. you uh, want to know anything else, you can head over to our website, Luke. simpletheology.org. His phone um, number is. Or my bio. Exactly. <laughs> and my home address. Yes. <laughs> home address. <laughs> um, you can shoot us a, an email at info at simpletheology.org. Um, you can also shoot us a voicemail, 614-233-1098. Hit us up on social media, facebook.com slash simpletheology or on Instagram, which we'll I take a, a picture. You guys, I have not kept up on our Instagram. Do you, I just followed your Instagram the other day. When you guys listen to podcasts, do you listen to like till the, till the time runs out? Oftentimes. Because when the intro starts, you would, Rob. I'm out. Yeah. I'm like, we're out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I you usually, mean the intro, or you mean like the intro? Yeah. Well, actually, some intros I'm like skip, I skip that. Intros. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Also, last thought. I know we're running late. Yeah. No, Guys, fine. you have this. Uh, Rick, you talk about yeah. this beautiful studio we're in. This I very know. expensive, it's beautiful <laughs> studio. Huge. When are we going to get video capability? I love watching podcasts. Dude, I love watching podcasts too. I like seeing the way Never people interact visually. That would take money. so long to put together. Well, you have this big, beautiful, expensive studio here. Yeah, you have a lot. Not true. Do you think we could get, um, never mind. I was going to make a joke, gonna, but. Flirting with the line of inappropriate. <laughs> no, it wasn't inappropriate. It was just, it might, yeah, don't worry about it. People aren't listening to this because exactly. they skip after. Exactly. After you get anyway, uh, if you want more information, you want to contact us, uh, just Google Simple Theology and you'll find us. There you go. Peace out. Bye.